to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What's up, my peoples? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. You know what it is. You know it's my honor and privilege. Man, I don't take that lightly. Y'all know how I do. I don't take that lightly that you have taken the time out of your busy schedules, your busy life to come join me on this journey we call life. And especially those joining us for the very first time. Let me just give you a special welcome. I got air hugs right now because I can't see you. Air hugs right now. Thank you for joining us for the first time. Listen, you, uh, you probably made one of the best decisions ever to join this conversation. Listen, there's a lot of conversations going around. Good conversations, bad conversations. Don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be nice, y'all. I'm trying to be right. I'm not going to say anything about the conversations that's really going on right now. The, the ludicrous conversations, but I'm going to leave that alone. So welcome those that have joined. This is a day for, with Pastor Wade for the very first time. Let me let you know what this show is all about, what we talk about, how we get down. As my boy uh, TV say, keeping it 100 here. We talk about various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature. You know, you know, there's sensitive stuff out there that, you know, church won't talk about because especially because maybe it's on a Sunday Bible study, you know, we just want to avoid them. You know, we want to name it, claim it, you know, uh, God's going to do it. We like to deliver those messages and, and really not talk about the different issues that's going on. So not here on this is a day with Pastor Wade, all of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe. Without judgment, you know, listen, we can't be having conversations where people be judging. No, we, you can be free and open here on This Is A Day uh, with Pastor Wade and you not be made like your feelings or opinions are not valid. And we can have an honest, free conversation together because that's what it's all about. You know, everybody has a voice. Everybody should be, needs to be heard. And then, you know, like one of my favorite scriptures of all time is come let us reason together. You know, listen, that that's one of the things that's missing right now in all these different conversations going on is there's no reasoning. I don't believe in uh, having a one-sided conversation. I believe in being fair on both sides just whatever it is let's let's talk about it get the information and and let's just go from there all like uh, when i counsel couples you know there's always his truth there's her truth and there's the truth so we try to get down to the truth of the matter you know whether you're a disciple of christ or whatever faith uh you're involved this conversation is for you as well and hopefully something will be said or done to make your walk a little lighter and a little brighter listen this is how we do it here on this day with pastor wade i know there's a lot of things going on right now in the world uh y'all know what's going on right now 
There's a lot of division, uh, hatred going on right now. I always say that the real virus is uh, the hatred and division that is spreading rapidly right now. And when you talk about lingering effects, I don't care what renamed flu is out there. The real virus and lingering effect is hatred and division because those things can last from generations to generations if you don't heal your heart. But hey, that is a different story. I could go on all day about that. And then for those joining us for the very first time, for the other conversations, we've had plenty of conversations. You know, we just uh, had our uh, one year anniversary. Shout out definitely to my man Casey at I Am Music Group with his wife, G, and uh, also Erica. They take good care of me over there. So we've done this for one year now and uh, it's going strong. Thank you for all the support from just all over the country, uh, whether it be the UK, India, the United States. Thank you for the growing support. Thank you for also hitting me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And so I appreciate that. I do not do not take that lightly. But we do have other conversations before we, we're now on disciplines of faith. We're about to go into the discipline of obedience today. I know that, ooh, that's a tough one right there. Obedience? What do you mean I got to be obedient? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> So we went, we're in disciplines of faith. Before that, we went, we were doing how to apply faith because everybody talks about faith, but how do you apply it? Now that's why we're in disciplines of faith. And before we did how to apply faith, we talked about how to treat one another. And that is something that we all need to listen to every day, daily of how to treat one another, love each other, love conquers all, love covers a multitude of sins. So definitely you'd want to join that conversation and definitely listen to that at your leisure. And before that, you know, everything begins and ends with relationships. So we talked about the 10 principles for a successful relationship. Before that, we talked about end times, how will it look? And we're going to go back into that even more. It's talking about Matthew 24 and some other scriptures, uh, because it really coincides with what's going on right now. And everything that's going on right now, it's only going to come down to one question. You're going to believe God or you're going to believe man. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> how about that? So. Let's just jump right into it. We got a lot of things to cover. Obedience is something that we got to walk slow because, you know, in in this day and age, when you talk about obedience, woo, obedient, what I mean, I got to be obedient. I'm my own person. I know, I know, praise the Lord, but you're going to have to be obedient to something. So let's just really get into it. But before we get into it, uh, we have our tradition here that, you know, just like on the plane, we like to take off on this plane together. And we always like to make the announcement, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position, upright lock position, I should say. <laughs> Any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root what does not belong on this flight. And if you're listening with somebody, which I pray that you are, look at them and say, you're ready. Look back at the other person, say, I'm ready. Then let's go. Let's go, people. Discipline. What is it? We always got to start with what a discipline is. Listen, I know we, we, some of us may not know what discipline is. We hear the word all the time, but listen, discipline is an activity, exercise, or a regimen that develops and improves a skill or training. It's an activity, daily activity. Uh, exercise, you know, like you got to get up and exercise or you have a regiment that you do every day and it develops and improves your skill or training. So this is what we do is here. We talked about how to apply faith, but now there's disciplines of faith. And for those joining for the very first time, we have the, the first one is the discipline of prayer. The second one was the discipline of repentance. 
Next after that was confession. After that was meditation. After that is fullness. After that is a kingdom mentality. After that is gratitude. Listen, there is no gratitude without your attitude. That's another storm. I'll leave that alone. Next one was after we just finished submission. And now we are in the discipline of obedience. So my question is, is obedience working for you? <laughs> working in you, I should say. So here's some principal scriptures. When you talk about the discipline, obedience, like Deuteronomy 13 and 4, 1 Samuel 15 and 22, Proverbs 19 and 16, Acts 5 and 29, John 14 and 14 and 15, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, Romans 6 and 14, and Galatians 4, 19, and Hebrews 13 and 17. You know, I like to use scriptures. And whether you read the Bible or not, here's the one thing about the Bible. It doesn't matter whatever motivation book, self-help book, all that kind of book, whatever book you've read, you can read all those kind of books and you'll always find different scriptures in that book. Sometimes, you know, most authors don't like to give God credit. I'm going to leave that alone. Or the authors uh, that wrote those scriptures that took it from, they don't like to give them credit sometimes, but it, it's usually derived from the Bible. So listen, whether you're developing your relationship with God or not, the Bible is a great place. It, it got everything in there. Listen, uh, uh, how to great have a successful relationship, about friends, being a brother, kindness, and how to live by the Spirit of God. It has everything you need in there. So that's why we use that a lot. It is a it is your navigation tool, how to live life. So I'm just going to read Deuteronomy 13, 14 to set the tone when we talk about obedience. So we can keep everything in context because you know what I say when we talk about anybody's using scripture. You know, because a lot of folks <sighs> take it out of context, you know. I, you know I can't say that. That's a pet peeve of mine. They take it out of context. And you, the thing about context is if you take the word text out of the word context, all you're left with is a con. So we don't like to con people here on this of the day. And listen, Pastor Wade is not is all be all does know every everything I don't at all. But I do know a lot about a little. And what I do know, I know a lot about it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I'm just saying, and God gives me revelation about anything, just like he give you revelations or any other pastor or bishop revelation. You just got to keep developing your relationship with him and he'll download uh, into your spirit. So let's get, uh, what does Deuteronomy 13 and 4 say? It says, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. And that word fear means reverence for him, not being scared of him, but reverence him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. That's what about uh, when you talk about obedience. So when we talk about how to apply faith, then now into the disciplines of faith, we're talking about really walking with God and while we're walking with him, reverencing him keeping his commandments and obeying his voice because what happens is god will not lead you wrong he won't sometimes where he leading you you may not like it <laughs> but he will not lead you wrong if you're talking about god uh, his sovereignty he's omnipotent omniscient omnipresent what happens is he's always has your best interest whether you believe in god or not i'm here to tell somebody god believes in you Oh boy, I think I, I think it got quiet on me. The crickets. I know God believes in you, whether you believe in him or not. So what happens is he just wants to develop a relationship with you. So 
Uh, here's some questions that we need to ask ourselves before we really jump into the meat of this. How do I exhibit a life of obedience in my daily life now? That's something you, when you talk about, we got to examine ourselves. How can I develop the willingness to be more disciplined as one who is faithfully obedient to Jesus as Lord? What blocks obedience from working and being exhibited in me? How can I initiate obedience and discipline myself to carry it out? And what can I do to make obedience function better, stronger, and faster, even in times of uncertainty and stress. Anybody feeling experiencing uncertainty or stress in this time right now? I mean, if you have it, I mean, praise the Lord. I mean, listen, the world is experiencing uncertainty and stress. I mean, but what happens is that's why you have to develop a relationship with God in this time is because you won't have too much stress or uncertainty because he'll tell you exactly what's going on because we have a lot of false prophets on television. We have a lot of false prophets as far as doctors. Right now, we have a lot of false prophets everywhere. So we got to hear from what is God is saying about this time, about this dispensation. Understand this. Watch this. The discipline of obedience is the practice of our pure loyalty to our Lord to go all out in faith. It helps us focus on him and what he has done for us. So we change from the inside out, our inward renovation, becoming Christ-like to undergo his will, mind, and precepts. Obedience, here we go, means having perfect confidence in Jesus. So we daily present ourselves to God as our Lord. We are representations of, we represent God in our lifestyle. Oh boy. We are essentially putting our faith into practice. We carefully seek what God requires of us and then align our lives with him and his standard and call to the best of our ability. We seek him first. Follow me now. Not what interests or pleases us or others demands of us. The discipline is used by the spirit to inspire us to keep our Lord first and foremost, cleaving to him regardless of the circumstances. So we will be able to keep his precepts and be loyal to his call. Understand this. This helps us see our sinful nature. I know we don't like to look at that. That we have sinful nature. I know. I know. It's hard to when we look in the mirror and and and, and see things we don't like to really uh, acknowledge it. That's about that's the thing about the time we live in right now. When you talk about uh, quarantine and stuff like that, social distancing, all that kind of stuff. Which there's no such thing as social distancing. But don't get me started on that. When we don't like to examine ourselves, because sometimes when we take a look in the mirror, we don't like exactly what we see, but examining ourselves is a great thing to do. The discipline is used by the Spirit to inspire us to keep our Lord first and foremost cleaving to him regardless of the circumstances so we be able to keep his precepts and be loyal to his call. This helps us see our sinful nature and how Christ has rescued us from self-destruction so we will know from whence we came and have no desire to go back. We are enabled, here we go, by the Spirit and the cooperation of our faith to stick with him even in times of dire suffering. Oh boy, isn't it interesting in this time right now? You know, some people have turned away from God and some people that never would have turned to God have now turned to God. It's interesting how that dynamic works. We got some atheists that, you know, y'all brothers and sisters are too, because we all human beings. 
that didn't believe in God, but now, like, listen, they say, oh, God, what is happening? Well, wait a minute. I thought there was no God. Why are we saying, oh, God, now what was that? What is happening? So now what happens in times of trouble, God reveals himself in times of trouble. So sometimes times of trouble is neat. So God can reveal himself. Oh, boy. See, it's hard to see God when things are going right. You know, you know money's in your bank account. You know, everything is going well. You know, everything is just hunky-dory. But when that challenge comes, oh, boy, now God can get your attention. I'm going to leave that alone. Some, see, see, it, 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 I know it got quiet. It got quiet. Oh, man. It's all good, though. But, hey, I still hear, listen, God's going, we're going to get through this together. We are enabled by the spirit and the cooperation of our faith to stick with him even in times of dire suffering. This discipline also helps us with our interpersonal relationship by recognizing authority and direction from others, such as the pastor and the church. So the results will be winning situations. Understand this. What obedience is not is slavery to God or a loss of what is good for quote-unquote me. Obedience frees us from sin and keeps us on the best that God has for us. See, when we talk about obedience, that's why you, when I read that scripture, Deuteronomy 13, 14, it says walk with him, and then it says fear God. And then what happens is the reason why you want to be obedient so you can hear his voice, so he can keep you from hurt, harm, or danger. When we want to do our own thing, hey, our own thing, hey, hey, this is my world, YOLO, you only live once, I get it. No, some God love and God, what God's rules uh, keeps us from danger. Oh boy, man, I, there are so many levels to that that I can't really go into in this conversation because there's so many layers to that. Because when you talk about the Garden of Eden, listen, we were never built to experience evil. We, we should only be in experiencing good. So when we moved into disobedience, now we know that what it is to be good and evil, and we were never built to handle evil. Oh boy, did I say the wrong thing? Do I still have some friends out there? Man, y'all hope y'all still love me because I love y'all. Understand this. True happiness is not based on what pleases us. Rather, it is being in the center of God's love and will. When we focus on him, we see that with his lordship comes more insights, resources, and privileges than we could ever understand. This gives us deeper, richer joy. When we refuse, here we go, to obey him. We just sin and keep on sinning, refusing to submit or acknowledge our sins, hurts, angers or agendas or repent from and grow away from them. When we have the maturity to change and grow for the better, seeking and following him and not our pride or the world's ways, we will become victorious. Our faith will be firm. We must listen to him and remove anything that hinders purity in our faith and devotion to Jesus. Understand this, y'all. Walk with me. We're going to walk slow. Obedience is not willfulness or having strong-willed mindset. Rather, it is our lining up with his precepts and calls. See, it comes back to us going back, lining up with what God said. I remember at church, I was teaching an ethics class, and uh, it was for new licensed ministers. And the theme of that class, because it was our second one, as far as a second group, uh, the theme of this that class was, what did God say about it? 
because, you know, I have a lot of ministers that were in there and they were talking and, and what happens, we read the scriptures and listen, they'll ask questions, things like that, or they'll have issues going on in their life. They'll see something in the scripture. And then my answer was, well, let's see what God says about it. What if the world, what if we all did in relationship, if when a disagreement comes or we want to know what's going on, what if we asked ourselves, what did God say about it? Oh boy. Where would we be right now in our world? Where would we be in our relationships? Where would we be with finances? Where where would we be if we just asked that one simple question? What did God say about it? Oh boy. Are y'all with me? Even in the Old Testament, God was more concerned with people's trust and obedience than with their offerings and sacrifice. Even God said, obedience is better than sacrifice. So he just wants your obedience. Listen, we'll get to the sacrifice later. Uh, (laughs) He just wants all of our obedience. God delights in our obedience. He does not demand it, nor is it required for our salvation. It is something we do because as the hymn goes, there is no other way. Listen, Let's look at it this way, y'all. When y'all want to be in a relationship, whether a business, personal, whatever the relationship is, is, aren't there rules to enter, remain in the relationship? So if you want God's protection and you want his blessings, you you uh, want to share in his power, his anointing. If you want to do all of that, shouldn't there be some rules to remain, to enter and remain in that relationship? Especially if it's the one he's given us the power. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So that means some of us, are we thinking that it's us? We have the power, you know, because some people think it's the universe. They won't give God a name or, you know, they did it by themselves. That's why you're, you'll hear me say there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. It just does not exist. I don't care who you are. You can Bill Gates. It don't matter who's who. Somebody that says you're a self-made millionaire, you are a liar. You either got the idea from somebody, whether somebody helped you financially, people had to support you. You had to have customers one way, shape or form. You did not self make yourself. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Like they said in the hymn, there is no other way. You everything begins relationship. You're going to have to have people involved in anything what you're doing. What we don't like to do is when we get to the top, we don't want to give anybody else the credit because people want to keep the glory. Uh Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I'm pausing. Yeah, because that was that even hit me right there. We don't like to hear that. But let's keep going. Understand this. Do y'all still love me? Man, hit me up. Real pastor way. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let me know you still love me, man. Let us let me know that I'm your boy. Listen, I'm just somebody just like you trying to get it straight day by day. That's all I'm doing. We just talking, y'all. We just talking right now. The raging euphoria. Here we go. That sporting events generate is a substitute for the devotion that we should have to our Lord. Man, we cheer more for LeBron and Kobe and Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and all of these. And don't let's not talk about our artists, our favorite artists. Oh, my God. If you go to the concert, you know, if, if Queen B, somebody had a concert, you you yelling and jumping and screaming. But we go to church or so God's 
clearly does something for you. We don't like to jump up and shout and give God no love that that raging euphoria we get when we go to these events. Oh, boy, I'm going to leave that alone. There is nothing wrong with sporting events and nothing wrong with cheering for them. But why can't we do that for God? Enthusiasm paves a dangerous path when it refuses to learn and yield to God's glory. What happens when we do not practice this discipline? Are y'all ready for this? We will, in effect, be ignoring our salvation and what we have been given by Jesus or through Jesus. The consequences being great loss to us. Our focus, come on y'all, becomes comfort. We strive to seek personal betterment through careers and money. Oh, you know, you, fellas, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is free. Don't let anybody tell you that you are your bank account. You're bigger than that. I know everything for a man in the world is performance-based, but the fact of the matter, you are more than how much money you make. You are more than what kind of car you drive. You are more than that. You know you are the righteousness of God. You are a mighty man of valor. And everything, since it is performance-based for a man, don't be reduced to your bank account. Let anybody tell you that. Uh, listen, that your career, whatever it is, listen, you're more than that in God and you need to know that. And understand this, when we do not get what we want, we resort to manipulation and greed. Jesus' focus is how to sanctify and perfect us, not to just please and pamper us. We have to see how important putting our faith into practice. If we do not, we will lose out on his opportunities and learning experiences. We will not seek his love and precepts and thus will ignore his call. This will produce the rotten fruits, yuck, that move us to disobedience, defiance, and rebellion. As a result, our attitude, and always remember, your attitude will determine your altitude. As a result, our attitude will flee from God and we will just end up doing our own thing. Hey, y'all, come on, man. We got to admit, sometimes when we just be doing our own thing, we be messing stuff up because then later on, sometime it may work out for us, sometime it don't. But then we find out there was a much easier way had we listened to God because, you know, that little, when you heard that little voice that was really, you know, you don't like to you call it a little voice, but something told you, but it was really the Holy Spirit trying to tell you, try to guide you, I'm going to leave that alone. And you could, you would, it would have been a much easier way. A door was already open for you, but you wanted to do your own thing. You wanted to go left and start going right. Oh, boy. We will have no fear of God. We will do what as we please, thus placing ourselves on the path of chaos, strife, and destruction in all we do in life. This leads to a depressed and disconnected life. We will have no desire to serve him or do the right thing outside of obligation. We will sin. See, we don't talk about sin. Sin is real. No matter what religion you are, sin is real. You, there's no way of getting around it, y'all. Uh, listen, I'm talking to the, the disciple of Christ, the Buddhist out there. I'm talking to the Muslim out there. I, it, it don't matter. I'm, if you in Kali, whoever, sin is real. It don't matter what background you're from, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe in the universe, all that kind of stuff. Sin is real. It is what it is. I didn't make the rules. Don't get mad at me. Y'all try. I see somebody mad at me. Somebody mad at me right now. But listen, you get mad at me. I didn't write it. I didn't say it. Come on, y'all. Can we keep it real? Let's keep it 100. 
can we just acknowledge no matter what background you are as far as your faith whether you're jewish whatever can we just acknowledge that there is a god can we just can, let's just start there so if we can acknowledge there is a god then there must have to be some rules to enter and remain in that relationship think about it if you're married would you just allow any old behavior in your marriage especially if it was disrespectful to you or disrespectful to the marriage oh boy or a friendship come on. i ain't getting no love right now i know listen i'm on an island by myself i'm like john on the island of patmos right now there ain't i'm not getting no love right now that whether you believe in god or not we all have to be obedient to something especially when you talk about a higher power all my universe people out there listen then so you let me get this straight you go call it the universe but the universe don't have any rules the universe you just gonna put it out there and the universe is gonna give it back to you regardless of your behavior so the universe has no rules for you you it's just gonna give it to you stop it come on come on y'all here we go we will miss out on our true intimacy and destroy relationships, hinder growth in ourselves and others, and miss out on maturity and the wonder of his plan. See, a lot of us, we all have to get to a certain place of maturity. The Bible talks about your love being made perfect, or it's talking about maturity. When it talks about that word perfect, also in the Bible, is it's talking about striving for perfection. Not that you're going to get it right, but it's talking about striving for it. There has to be a certain excellence, a certain lifestyle that you walk. We're all going to fall short, without question. Let's just get that straight. That's no judgment on anybody. Listen, Wade falls short all the time. Come on, y'all. Man, I don't care who the bishop of all the tutus. It don't matter. They, they all, every single one of us, man or woman, fall short. And what happens is we got we to gotta know that we're trying to get better each and every day. That's all it's about. We got to be working on it, y'all. Ah, oh, boy. Y'all still love me? I hope so. We almost done. I know it's tough. Understand this discipline of obedience is, is going to be part of a three-part trilogy because it's really part of submission that we talked about, surrender, and then now we're in obedience. So each one of these disciplines begets the other uh, and is a synergistic to the other. This means each of these disciplines combines and cooperates for a greater total effect than if they stood alone. Thus, all these disciplines spur our obedience and obedience to our Lord spurs on our faith, fueled from the spirit and the practice of submission and surrender to communicate the elements of our faith. In all, they produce a vibrant, effectual, lasting and impacting faith that is better than if we did not practice them. Oh, wait, I'm doing my, won't he do it then? Won't he do it? Say he will. I'm doing my, I won't he do it there. As you know, y'all folks, we know doing it, won't he do it right now. That was deep. Listen, that hit me right there. But well, God, how can I say that again? Understand this. I got to say that again. Thus, all these disciplines spur our obedience and obedience to the Lord spurs on our faith, fuel from the spirit and the practice of submission and surrender to communicate the elements of our faith in 
all, they produce a vibrant, effectual, lasting, and impacting faith that is better than if we did not practice them. Jesus. Keep in mind, the disciplines are not a form of synergism, a theological belief that our human will cooperate with the Holy Spirit and Jesus' work of regeneration. Many Christians feel that disciplines are some sort of synergism, but this is not the case, y'all. The correct biblical theological position is monergism, which means that the Holy Spirit acts independently by the will of the Father and work of the Son, who is our Redeemer, to bring us the work of regeneration. This grants us the right and ability to obey God and his precepts because of his covenant grace we are given. Thus, these disciplines have nothing to do. Did I say nothing to do? Have nothing to do with our salvation or regeneration. Rather, this is about our sanctification, our growth in our faith. And in our growth, we do coordinate our efforts with his for his glory. The discipline of obedience is not just a synonym to surrender or submission. It is more of a hmm, continual application of our faith. We are giving up our will when we are willing to relinquish our plans, agendas, and desire for control. Then Jesus is in control. It is the ultimate. Did I say ultimate? It is the ultimate application of our trust that leads to a life of real obedience. We abandon, without question, y'all, we abandon our self-centered life so it is Christ-centered. This requires continual striving on our part. Thus, it is a discipline as we have always worked at it. As more sin and the resulting choices come into our minds and lives, we have to realize his love, plan, and precepts. We must focus on Jesus and surrender to his lordship so we can be a person of faith and obedience. And this is it, y'all. When we submit, we place ourselves at Jesus' feet. When we surrender, we give him our all. And when we obey, we put it all into action and continue at it, all because we believe and trust him as Lord and are filled with the reverence and gratefulness to the Lord, creator and sustainer of the universe and also of me, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we made it, y'all. I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 18, The Disciplines of Faith. I thank you for all your support and responses. We'll do part two of Obedience next week so please join us new episodes release every thursday on itunes and spotify at 8 a.m pacific standard prime please remember to subscribe and don't listen to these episodes just once get them ingrained in your spirit and remember you can't exercise faith without discipline also for anything to become a habit psychologically take 60 to 90 days 66 to be exact remember and all by getting, you better get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. And remember, discipline is key 
to discipleship. A special thanks to my man KC, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show, Erica Duff for the artwork and the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, Alex Teamer, aka A Team for the Baseline, Pastor Warren Campbell, and Lena Bird Miles for This Is the Day intro. A shout out to Shannon Jackson and Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. Shout out to my man, Julian Payne of the House of NoHo podcast and of the House of NoHo barbershop. Listen, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, my man is a celebrity barber to the stars. He will hook you up. He keep a brother looking fresh. House of NoHo, look him up, Julian Payne. Remember to subscribe to This Is Today or whatever podcast platform you use. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W A I. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought of, of the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.